Welcome to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that Jesus is needed and relevant for people in Vancouver today. The message of God's love and promise of wholeness was destined to be experienced within a faith community that worships, studies scripture, and prays together. We warmly welcome you to journey with us towards greater connection, purpose, and peace. We'll be sharing our recorded services and conversations with health and wellness experts. Enjoy. But a resolution, as you see on the screen, is kind of defined as a firm decision and a determined pursuit. And I am overjoyed that this first Sabbath of the new year, we get to witness and celebrate one of the most important resolutions a person can make, not just for a new year, but for an entirely new life. There is a resolution that each and every one of us can make that will change everything. It's the firm decision and the determined pursuit to live a new life with Jesus. This declaration happens in such a a beautiful, special, and ceremonial way as Jesus modeled himself being immersed into the waters of baptism. Now that baptism takes place in mere seconds, but it really just punctuates a long story, an entire life story, And each and every one of us have our stories where from the moment we took our first breath, God's objective was to woo us back to his grace, to his love, and to his spirit. But in Mark chapter 1, in Luke chapter 3, or where I'm going to go is Matthew chapter 3, we find the record of Jesus' baptism. Verse um, 16 picks it up and it says, And as soon as Jesus was baptized and came up out of the water, at that moment, the heavens opened. He saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove, and a voice spoke, saying, This is my Son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. This moment, as it parallels the Um, joy of giving birth. There is this affirmation when the face of a child is first seen, this joyful embrace, this declaration, hello, lovely, my child, you're the one we waited for. Welcome to the world. And Jesus' baptism illustrates this idea of rebirth as he starts to fully identify with humanity. So he chooses to undergo this ritual of repentance in full solidarity with his sin-sickened humanity. And he demonstrates that he's alongside us, that he joins us in that symbolic desire to be born again and accept a new identity but also to join God's kingdom movement. He lives from this point on with new mission, new purpose, new focus, a new identity. It's interesting that now today we get baptized in order to identify with Jesus, but he was baptized in order to identify with us. 
You know, you can be born into a Christian household. You can attend a Christian school. You can go to a Christian church. But God has no grandchildren. Each and every one of us are called to be a direct child of God. And this cycle, this symbol of new life and rebirth through the waters is actually a very important biblical theme that stretches all the way to the origins and story of our ancestors. God has the power to restore, to rescue, and to renew and recreate. With each watery emergence that we come across as the narrative of scripture unfolds, we see this marked with rebirth, new identity, recommissioned purpose. Next comes the story of Noah. The world has become so wicked and evil. Like the Bible says, everyone's thoughts were just evil and hatred constantly, except for one righteous individual. And the flood comes as sort of a, a decreation, but God remembers Noah. He rescues this family through the waters. He saves them through the chaotic storm and through the message of a dove burying an olive branch, they are reassured that they have found safety, that they have found the next chapter, that they are presented with new hope, a new beginning, a new chapter in their story, creation 2.0. And there's another character that arises, but this time the Tava, the Ark is a floating bassinet woven out of bulrushes. You see this young boy Moses is born in a time of genocide and his salvation, his deliverance comes through the chaotic river waters. But that's not where the story ends. God again leads Moses back to the wilderness to be a shepherd, to mature and grow in him and then finally calls him to rescue God's people who are under the oppression of slavery in Egypt. And to do this, to escape Pharaoh's control, they must again move through the parted waters. They go from oppressed to blessed and are called with a new purpose, a new identity again, to be God's representatives to all other nations. This is not my cleverness making these connections when you read the New Testament Paul clearly connects the Exodus experience with salvation and baptism. But then a new leader is there. We come to the book of Joshua, and in chapter 3, we see that the Israelite nation now stands on the borders of the promised land. And we see, yet again, the waters part. God commands them to approach the river and he asks the priests that are carrying the Ark of Covenant to go forward. And as their feet touch the banks of the shore, the water piles up. And again, the people pass through the water to a new life, to a rebirth, a new identity, a new purpose. We have Jonah later that comes on the scene, but he's captured and held in safety in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights, where that time out gives him time to repent. He's regurgitated onto shore with a renewed purpose and a conviction he needs to preach. The Gospel of Mark 
continues this theme as we read with John the Baptist. He's calling the people of Jerusalem and Judea to come to this Jordan River to be baptized. And this is very significant because the ritual of baptism previously had only been for outsiders, for Gentiles who wanted to claim the faith of the Jewish people. But John is doing something different. He is telling the Jewish people, he is preaching to them that we're all outsiders. We all fall short of God's name because of the corruption and sin in our nature. Why? Because God has no grandchildren. If you are sort of seeking a spiritual kind of refreshing, I encourage you to do the same. Make it one of your resolutions this year to read through the book of Isaiah and then read through the Gospels and see how the connection of this promised one, this promised Savior, is fulfilled in the teachings, the practices, the details of Jesus. Well, he reads as the passage of Isaiah predicted, and he tells firsthand how Jesus was the lamb led to slaughter and how silently he suffered humiliation and the lack of justice on his behalf. Innocently, he died for the sake of his lost children. Innocently, he took on a criminal's death and punishment. And despite his abrupt end, as Isaiah questions, who will speak of it? Who will speak of his generations when his life was cut short? The Ethiopian recognizes, I can speak. I can be one of his generation. I can be adopted into this family of God. I can be adopted into the family and the promise and the blessing of Abraham through baptism. So gripped by this message of grace, this earnest seeker from Africa eagerly enters the waters of a roadside pool and he experiences the rebirth and a new identity as a child of God. And we know that that one missionary now starts turning the world upside down with this message that it doesn't matter our lineage, our heritage, our ancestry. We all have equal access to the family of God. We all have equal access to the kingdom of God. Our spiritual rebirth is greater than our physical birth. Why? Because God has no grandchildren. Your identity as a child of God is the ultimate identity that you can claim. And so on your baptism, we celebrate, I like to say it's your rebirth day. This is why we come today and celebrate this practice of baptism that is there throughout the whole body of scripture. Because when Jesus was baptized, he brought into focus so many rebirth stories throughout the Hebrew Bible that alluded to this ultimate significance. This critical moment, this important scene was that Jesus' baptism is the beginning of our new identity. The shame, the history, the guilt of the past is washed away. In Jesus, he is the new ultimate Noah, which 
holds us and saves us through the chaotic seas. He is the new Moses who rescues us from slavery into freedom. He's the new Joshua that we can follow to our promised destination. He's the new Jonah who not just rose from a watery grave, but rose from a borrowed tomb to bring the message of salvation and hope to a population about to self-destruct. All that Jesus did when he underwent the violent flood of chaos at his crucifixion was to make a way for everyone who trusts him to enter new life that he offers. When a Christian is baptized, they are reenacting that beautiful story of being saved through the waters, death and resurrection to new life, new identity, new purpose, new mission. Thank you for listening to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Learn more at oacvancouver.ca. If you're in Vancouver, join us for worship Saturdays at 11 a.m. at 5350 Bailey Street. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. God bless you and have a wonderful day.